everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. Recorded live at the NRB Convention, Orlando, Florida. He is president of Southern Evangelical Seminary, a leader in Christian apologetics, executive editor of the Christian Post, and author of over 15 books, and this just for starters. My next guest has not only been named in the top 15 of Christendom's 100 most influential Christian leaders in America, but he has recently been tapped as a top evangelical advisor to the Trump administration, having already served as President Emeritus for the Southern Baptist Convention on Ethics and Religious Liberty, and if this were not enough, ladies and gentlemen, his daily radio commentary, quote, bringing every thought captive, end quote, is heard on over 800 radio stations nationwide, and his weekly television program of the same name is doing just that. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to Testimony, a great honor indeed, Director of Philosophy, Master of Theology, and President of Southern Evangelical Seminary, Dr. Richard Land. Dr. Land, welcome to Testimony. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you. Well, it is great to have you. If you can just briefly share, what is SES, Southern Evangelical Seminary, and how you came to be involved in celebrating its 25th anniversary? Dr. Land, please tell us more. Well, Southern Evangelical Seminary was founded 25 years ago by Dr. Norm Geisler, who is perhaps the preeminent Christian apologist of the late 20th and early 21st century. And um, basically, we're there to equip uh, Green Berets and Navy SEALs and paratroopers and Army Rangers for God's Army. No occupation troops. We prepare our students to go forth and to defend the gospel. Uh, and to fulfill the commandment we have from the Apostle Peter to be always ready to give a reasonable explanation of the hope that lies within us. Uh, but I also emphasize all the time to our students, we do want to win the argument, but we want to win the argument as a means to an end, and the end is to win the person to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, our, twin, our twin goals are apologetics and worldwide global evangelism. So we have students from numerous foreign countries who are studying with us while they're still in their countries. 70% um, of our students are online. Our online courses are, stream, are streamed live and we offer our classes at night. So we're sort of unique in that about 75% of our online students are taking the classes in real time. Uh, I have a son-in-law who just finished a Master of Arts in Apologetics, a two-year program. He finished it in three years going at night from his, from his home in Murfreesboro, Tennessee while working full-time at a bank. And uh, he took all but three of those classes were live. He um, was able to interact with the professor, interact with the other students. Two others were canned and then one was on an independent study. Wow, how did you become its president? Well, I just have to give God the credit for that. Um, I had come to the conclusion that it was time for me to retire from the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. I'd been there 25 years, 
And I felt like that was long enough. God told me it was time to leave. He didn't tell me where I was going. And so when I announced I was retiring, I didn't know if anybody wanted a 65-year-old guy. But I had 10 job offers in uh, 14 days. Wow. And um, I decided to take two of them. <laughs> so I'm, um, I became the president of uh, Southern Evangelical Seminary and then also the executive editor of the Christian Post. Wow. Okay, so now I understand you're a member of President Donald J. Trump's White House Advisory Board. Can you speak about your role and what issues in particular Trump has tapped you to speak into? Well, it's a faith advisory board. I'm not advising him on economics or foreign policy, but it's an evangelical um, faith advisory board. And now, in all candor, President Trump was not my first choice. He was not my second choice. He was not my third choice. <laughs> but after he got the nomination, they called me and they said, would you be willing to serve on an evangelical faith advisory board? There are about 25 of us um, to give advice and counsel to um, the candidate, to Mr. Trump, um, on moral, social, public policy issues. And I said, well, of course, I'd be happy to do that, honored to do that. Yeah, so uh, what's your first piece of advice to Mr. Trump? And I said, my first piece of advice is pick Mike Pence. Now, I wasn't the only one who said that, but I said, you know, I can't think of anything you could do that would cement evangelical confidence in you more quickly than to pick Mike Pence. I've known Mike a long time. I worked with him the whole 14 years he was in Congress. And I can tell you without, without reservation, he is the strongest, most mature evangelical Christian to be nominated for president or vice president in my lifetime. And, and I love George W. Bush, but Mike Pence is, is just, just, he's the guy you want to be chairman of your deacons or head of your elder board. And then the second thing was to, to make it clear that he was going to pick a, a original intent, strict constructionist jurist to be the next Supreme Court justice. And, and then he did that. Um, so, you know, it, it was, um, we've talked about numerous things. I'll tell you, just to give you an idea of how different uh, the president is in private than he is in public. The first conversation that we had, the first phone conversation that we had with the advisory board and Mr. Trump, um, he got on there and he was telling us he really appreciated our willingness to serve. And he said, now, I'll tell you one thing. He said, I'm going to get rid of that Johnson Amendment. I'm going to get rid of it. And he said, um, maybe the only way I'm going to get to heaven is by getting rid of the Johnson Amendment. <laughs> and immediately, immediately, one of the, one of the members on the um, advisory board said, no, sir, Mr. Trump, the only way you're going to get to heaven is by trusting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and trusting his sacrifice on the cross for your sins. And Mr. Trump said, thank you for reminding me. Wow. Just no, no kickback, no anything, just thank you for reminding me. Well, I find it fantastic that uh, at least 10, correct me if I'm wrong, in his cabinet are outspoken and strong Christians. Can you talk about that? Well, I haven't counted them up, but I certainly, this is the most conservative cabinet that has been put in place since Calvin Coolidge. Um, and I know, I know at least a half a dozen of these people are born-again believers. And at the level below that, you know, I've been asked uh, on several occasions as part of the advisory board to furnish resumes and recommendations to the White House personnel people. And that's nice, but it's something entirely different when they start picking your people. And a couple of mine have already been picked. 
So they really are taking it seriously. And one of the oldest rules of public policy is personnel is policy. What do you hope to see from President Trump regarding key issues, uh, mainly the protection of life, religious liberty? Can you talk about that? Sure. I want him to nominate and fight for um, strict constructionist original intent jurists at the Supreme Court level, the appeals court level, and the district court level. We have over 100 vacancies on the federal bench right now. If his picks are all as good as Gorsuch, we're in good shape because um, that will mean that, that unborn life will have more protection and religious freedom will have more protection. I'm delighted that he has defunded all of these um, NGO groups that are getting federal money if, if, they, if they advise or refer for abortion. Um, I'm delighted that he says he's going to defund Planned Parenthood. He needs to follow through and get that done. Um, I, I think that um, he needs to put in place the executive order giving um, protections to federal employees who, for reasons of conscience, uh, you know, cannot accept the um, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender lifestyle. I think that he needs to um, strongly advocate for persecuted Christians around the world. Mm -hmm. He needs to stand up strong as goat's breath for Israel. Amen. And the list goes on. Right, right, right. What about the current refugee crisis and the threat of terrorism within our own borders? As I understand it, there are cells ready to go live in all 50 states embedded. Can you speak to that, Dr. Lane? Well, that's what the FBI tells us. Um, you know, I, I feel for refugees, and, and I think that we need to have compassion. But um, we also have to have compassion for innocent people in this country, like the little boy who was killed at the Boston uh, Marathon Massacre because we weren't more stringent in our vetting of people who want to come to this country. After all, it was President Obama who listed these seven countries as countries we could not properly vet from because we didn't have any kind of documentation. And when people say to me, well, we thought to let them in, I ask them, do you lock your doors at night? to your house? Right. Well, I've had, had anybody say yes, no, they, they don't. Well, why do they lock their doors? Because they want to protect their, their family members. Well, you know, it's one thing for us out of compassion to want to expose our jugular, but we don't have the right to expose other innocent people's jugulars without their permission. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, frankly, I've got a foolproof solution to this. Anybody who wants to come to the United States, um, we slap a polygraph on them. And we say, are you now or have you ever been a member of or have supported a terrorist group, an Islamic jihadist terrorist group? If they can't pass that test, they don't come in. You know, at Ellis Island, they had a test. They asked people if they were anarchists. And if they were anarchists, they wouldn't let them in because an anarchist had assassinated President McKinley. Well, it seems to me that it's perfectly legitimate to ask the question. And we have more reliable means of, t of being sure they're telling us the truth. And so I would, I would ask every person that wants to come to the United States as just a routine part of the question. You put a polygraph on them and you say, are you now or have you ever been a member of or a supporter of an Islamic jihadist terrorist group. Right. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up. In the Quran, Muslims are encouraged to lie. It's part of their doctrine. So that being the case, and they're a good liar, 
could they pass this polygraph, or are there other things that we could do aside from that, Dr. Land? Well, they, it's difficult. Unless you're, unless you're a psychopath, it's difficult to fool a lie detector. Now, if you are a psychopath or a sociopath, and you have no conscience, or if you're delusional, then you probably would pass a, a polygraph. But otherwise, it's pretty, I've told people, I've had people in law enforcement tell me, don't ever take a polygraph test unless you're absolutely certain that you can tell the truth. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Dr. Richard Land, president of Southern Evangelical Seminary, Trump White House faith advisor, and arguably one of this nation's most respected and influential voices in Christendom today. You can learn more about Dr. Land's work, ministry, and mission by visiting ses.edu and get informed, get educated, and then get going as your life and your story may be just the one that turns a one for Christ. And Dr. Land, it has been an absolute honor having you share just a little of your amazing giftings, calling, and wisdom that for such a time as this, if listened to, can bring about real transformative change in our nation, our hearts, and all for the cause of Christ. We thank you, sir, and God bless you. Well, thank you. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensene Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony 